0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the IGN Movies Podcast. Keeping it real, this is Jim Veda, joined as always by Chris Carl. Howdy-do. Alright guys, so we got a couple of big news items, of course had to drop after we did last week's podcast. <laughs> a little something uh, we like to call, but we don't know what the hell it's called, Batman versus Superman.
1: Cheaper Scrapers, that movie gets keeps on giving.
0: Moving from July 17th, 2015 to May 6th, 2016. And uh yeah. So that seems like it's a uh, it's going to be kind of a big deal. It's opening up against Marvel in unspecified Phase 3 movie on May 6th, 2016. Thoughts.
1: I think it's uh I think this could be Doctor Strange, first off. That's okay. that's my guess for what that movie's gonna be. Okay. Um, but uh, I you know, I think there's evidence here that they might be doing the thing that we were talking about last week where they might be shooting Batman versus Superman and JLA, you know, roughly the same, you know, back to back like okay. like so many productions have done now. Um and uh, and it, it's interesting. Like, I, it, it does make Marvel and, and DC square off in a way. I do think that Marvel's probably going to move. I,
0: well, here's, a, here's the interesting thing is that uh, um, what you know, we talked about, myself and, and Goldman, we talked about this in a, in a video conversation that I'll, I'll embed into this story. But what can actually Marvel do short of doing Avengers 3, which they're not going to be able to pull off in that time, what are they going to be able to put up against Batman versus Superman that stands a chance, even if you get, say, Johnny Depp for Doctor I, Strange?
1: I don't think either company would want to do that. That's I think that's my point, like hubris aside it's stupid because you're going to split the returns on the box office so it's not like either company would want that that's why i think marvel's going to move um batman versus superman seems like it would be the victor in any scenario short of avengers 3 right so yeah i mean i, I really just think that marvel will, will, will be like okay okay we'll move we'll we'll get off this date yeah
0: um we, uh, Goldman and I were speculating that uh, it would probably move to early April sort of the way uh, around the same time that like Captain America 2 is coming out this year. Yeah. Know?
1: Yeah, I mean uh, and I think that's totally fine. Anytime a Marvel movie comes out from now on, I think it's going to make its own event and I I don't think it needs the sort of traditional trend of the box office to Stand on its own two feet. I think it's gonna be totally fine. So you think you
0: really think it's Doctor Strange It's probably gonna be that. I, I home, do. Because I mean, there's another. Uh, there's one coming out in July that's also not specified, and then there are two Marvel movies that are out from Fox and Sony respectively. You've got X Men Apocalypse and yeah. Spider Man Three all coming out uh, that same summer. Have they announced a date
1: for X Force? No, or a time frame? Yeah. No. I mean, obviously that doesn't play into this in specific but uh i don't know and uh, what else could there be in that spot it could, well, be, it a could be a 4
0: three uh i mean i would imagine you'd want to use loki because he is, even though he's the villain he's one of your big guns now yeah yeah um but uh i don't know i really think at this point unless they're gonna uh put some sort of other team-up movie together I, I, I do think that uh, Batman versus Superman basically just forced them I mean why do you think they did that just to just to be dicks
1: I, I don't know actually I, I think they really wanted that date and I think they knew that anybody on that date was going to
0: move yeah especially I mean Marvel here's the thing this is one of the first times they've probably found themselves themselves at a disadvantage is that they don't they haven't even announced what movie it is they don't have the elements in place right. they just claimed a date. Without having a movie <laughs> right. to go with it,
1: well, they probably, to be fair, probably do have a movie in mind for that, and they're developing towards it. They're just really good at keeping secrets, I think. Um, in terms of uh, Warner Brothers, though, I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a dick move. I think it's like, hey, we're we're taking this, and you know, it Marvel's at a disadvantage insofar as if they chose to stay on that date, they probably wouldn't compete with that movie. But I think. You know, all their movies have proven to be very successful, and you know, I don't think that they're gonna be hurt by moving to a different day. So, I I think it's gonna be like everybody wins scenario. It, even though is right it just now it seems shot like face off in a way, though. I don't know because I I really don't think don't Warner think Brothers'
0: strategy is proven at all. You know, but don't you think now Marvel's gonna somehow try and get back at them somehow? I think Rock-block maybe. Them? I, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird because um of course DC would have to have another movie in order for them to do
1: that. <laughs> I just don't think Marvel's <laughs> that worried about DC. You know, right. I don't think I don't think they're actually I think they want to stay away from the Batmans and the Supermans and get uh, f- you know far apart of the schedule from them, but like I really don't think Marvel actually is that is that frightened? And I also think, you know, like Kevin Feige is like, I welcome the competition, you know, and I think it's, I think it is good. I think competition in, in those respects is good. It keeps everybody kind of honest, keeps them making the best work. Yeah. Um. So.
0: Well, Marvel did just right before we came in here to record this announce that Ant Man is moving to take Batman versus Superman's spot next summer. It was Ant Man was supposed to come out July thirty first. It is now pushed up to July seventeenth. 2015 and that was the day batman versus superman was supposed to come out um so uh that means ant man is going to go head to head against this new peter pan movie yeah. which I, <laughs> I i think ant man wins yeah that one i don't um,
1: i'm i'm so look peter pan is another one of those things where it's like it's been done a bunch of times now and it's just yeah. like i'm so like not interested in any take on peter pan anymore
0: Well, to keep it on the sort of Marvel-DC tip here for a second, because we do have some other news items, Uh, Gal Gadot Gadot says that she has a three-picture deal, which in and of itself is no surprise. That's pretty much the given. But that Variety says that her three movies are Batman vs. Superman, uh, JLA, and a solo Wonder Woman movie.
1: That that stands to reason, I think.
0: And Gal Gadot. Revealed in an uh, Israeli television interview, she's being paid $300,000 to play Wonder Woman in Batman vs. Superman. For that movie.
1: Which also indicates what I think is the case is that she's not going to be in that much. I think she's going to be in the other but, ones you
0: know, a lot. you know, Chris Evans was only paid half a million for Cap 1. Maybe I know. they're taking the the Marvel playbook too in terms of hardball salaries you
1: have to start she's unproven she's an unproven commodity
0: you have to start low with people who you're
1: not who are not going to help your movie in who and could of also get
0: recast if she doesn't yeah flunk.
1: if you if you start off with somebody like that and they become really wildly popular then they can pay the money if you if you bring in johnny depp off the top you know you're going to pay him a lot Um, but yeah, with somebody who's like, who's that, there's like unproven commodity. I thought that was actually a pretty fair price for her given what I know of, like, yeah, Evan's salary and so forth. And also what I suspect is that she's not going to be in that movie as Wonder Woman that much, if at all. There
0: was a rumor that she was basically, and this sounds like something right out of Dark Knight Rises, but that she was going to be posing as uh, a Wayne Enterprises employee. Huh. Interesting. So probably more Diana Prince than <coughs> anything else. I think it'll
1: totally be Diana. I, I think you know, my guess for the end of Batman vs Superman, if she they pulls hit, out the
0: lasso, <laughs> I think they're gonna to have like
1: one money shot at the end of Batman vs Superman that is like the fledgling JLA, yeah. and
0: then that's gonna lead into the JLA movie. Yeah, like it, you know, a playoff on 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 the uh, ending of Man of Steel where it's like Welcome to the Planet. Yeah, you know. Um, some other Marvel stuff, Sam Jackson revealed that he's running out of Marvel movies. He was signed to nine films. He's now about to do his seventh one. So he said unless they're going to extend his contract, he's got two movies left and then he's done.
1: Huh. I well, I mean, it's going to cost a lot to extend his thing. I, yeah. It sounds like, right?
0: His, his and contra- his appearances uh, don't include his little uh, cameo on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, that right, was a, right. a separate thing, apparently.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you have to negotiate for those extras. But, yeah, I mean, for me, like, i they could kill him and replace him. You know, I think that's what they're going to do with
0: some of these characters. Um, you know? Well, he's already, we can tell from the trailer, like, he's going to get effed up pretty bad in, in Cap 2. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's forcibly retired. I don't know. Maybe he goes on the run, like in the comics, or something that could be maybe he finally gets his own movie. Maybe that's one of the the Phase Three ones is an actual Shield movie.
1: I think a Shield movie would be cool. You know, as long as it's not
0: like Agents of Shield. I think it would need to be a lot It'd harder like edge. You Black know? Widow and 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 yeah. uh, Neck Fury.
1: Real there's hardcore
0: a real espionage film.
1: There's an announcement this week of the Black Widow Punisher uh, yeah, crossover direct-to-video. Bl-
0: direct-to-video Blu-ray. and I An was animated like, movie for you yeah, guys. Yeah.
1: yeah And I was thinking that would actually make a pretty badass movie if it was Black Widow and Punisher. And they have the rights to Punisher again. <clears> I don't well,
0: I, Punisher is one of those characters I feel like they need to, to retire. Really? Yeah. I, he's had three times at bat and he struck out each time. <laughs> You're done. You're on the bench, pal. I still think that character can make I, him work on a TV show. Maybe
1: I don't understand why nobody can get that character right. It's it.
0: It doesn't seem. That I think he's just a me. one-note vigilante. There's nothing else going on there. It's not like a Batman where you, there are deeper psychological levels or a really interesting rogues gallery. He's basically just a badass. He's he's that 1970s vigilante right wing. Character going around just blowing away the bad guys, <laughs> and that's it. He's a Charles Bronson movie, right? Right. And I, I think we've just grown to expect a little bit more, but a little more dimension.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think maybe maybe it could be like like you said, a, a TV show. You know, like a bad person of the week that he has to eliminate. You know, yeah. And, and then a through line that kind of.
0: It'd be interesting to see him use this like a villain, like when he was first, yeah, into the comic, and then by the end he's become like the good bad guy.
1: I have a really, really bad version of um, his first appearance in Spider-Man. Um, the cover's all, like, hanging off by oh, the geez. staples yeah. and stuff. But, like, uh, I <laughs> have it, it cost somewhere. It
0: four bucks, I bet. Oh,
1: man. I, I got it. It was a, it was a, <clears> a <throat> gift from, uh, or it was, like, in this guy's comics that I that I received.
0: Um Couple of other Marvel things, and then I realized we totally forgot to talk about box office. We did. It,
1: you know, we're, we're shaking up the format. We this week. are,
0: we're making you wait for it. Bated <laughs> breath,
1: we're going right in there to the hard uh, That's discussion. Right. Uh,
0: no Stan Lee cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy. Stan the man said, Since he didn't create it or write it, he's not gonna, he doesn't pop up in there. Uh, a lot of people seem bummed about that. Um, what, what do you think? I you have forced d- him to do it. I, I mean, it was his choice. It was his choice. What if, yeah. What if they make a little alien that looks like him, though? <laughs> like another raccoon, but he's got, like, glasses like Stanley.
1: I feel like um, I, I'm i not super bothered by it, but, like, I also don't think that that's really... I've never really considered that the point of him being in the movies. Like, I created this. It was more like, hey, yeah. this is a Marvel movie, and Stanley is awesome. Yeah, Let's put him in. And then you look at it. I mean... I, I think they're cool. It's like it. You won't even. I feel like you won't even recognize that he's not in it after the movie
0: ends. You'll be like, oh,
1: well, yeah, yeah, a
0: cameo. Well, here's a, a couple of other little Marvel things. The Fantastic Four reboot uh, is the rewrite is done. Simon Kinberg did a rewrite on it, and they're going to start screen testing actors at the end of this month. Some of the ones that they're screen test. Well, screen testing actors for two specific characters. Uh, Reed Richards and Sue Storm. Michael B. Jordan is attached to play Human Torch. Uh, Reed Richards uh, has two Game of Thrones actors going up there. Richard Madden, who played Robb Stark, and Kit Harington, who played his uh, stepbrother or whatever, Jon Snow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody's going to be calling me out now. What do you mean whatever? (laughs) Clearly you don't know. (laughs) Uh, And then the other actor is Miles Teller, who is this indie film actor who is now getting a lot of... Notice out of Sundance, another he no, was in I'll Spectacular now, and really, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. But for you know, Reed Richards, for Reed Richards,
1: I don't know about that. Um, I, I, I really like that guy. He's done some amazing work, but I just yeah. don't
0: see him as Reed Richards. Um, and then for the role of Sue Storm, they're gonna screen test Kate Mara from House of Cards and American Horror Story, mm-hmm. and then Saoirse Ronan from hannah the host i would She's
1: prefer her to kate mara although kate yeah. mara has a little bit more like maturity
0: to yeah, her. yeah a little bit more grim. um
1: i i think um
0: although i could see i could see saoirse ronan and kit harrington as the couple
1: that's a young fantastic four
0: then. It really, really is really yeah. young then um they're it, not even grad school young they're like they're their senior year their residence at this point
1: it's a little weird because the way fantastic four always seemed to me and i mean it it was it was it didn't just seem to me is that they were an older couple and not older older but like they were Well, he
0: was definitely older and he was like robbing
1: the cradle with this hot young blonde but she but he was like in his 40s probably late 40s i mean
0: he had gray temples yeah
1: yeah and and she was like I, I don't know maybe late twenties or something because if that if that yeah maybe because <laughs> yeah, Johnny
0: Storm I think was still in either high school or was just out because he used to hot rod around
1: yeah so that's what I'm saying like that they're obviously if they do it that way they're going to they bring have that, that
0: total up. professor and TA thing going on <laughs> they
1: have that age that age I think that age gap is a little important to their relationship but like yeah. I mean at least for the authenticity of the movie but I don't know I mean I don't I don't really particularly like any of that. Any of that casting at no. all? I mean, Saoirse Ronan is probably the thing that I would be like the most okay with, but even she is like, I think a little young for yeah, Sue Storm. And I, I don't know. I
0: just feel like this this Fantastic Four reboot is just I've not heard anything about it, and I like Chronicle and I like Josh Trank, but the more I've heard about this, the less interested I, I am in seeing this movie come to fruition. I keep feeling like the bottom is going to fall out of it any month now
1: at some point if they tar- if they tarry too long <laughs> <laughs> if they if they take too long to make this thing it's going to go back to marvel right like they have to make something yeah or it, it will which go back is to marvel.
0: the same thing that corman found himself oh well uh, i should say burt bernth eikenja whatever his name was who made the, the one that corman ended up making um let's talk about box office real quick because we're talking about characters they should retire Evidently, one of them is Jack Ryan because Jack hmm. Ryan Shadow Recruit opened in fourth place with fifteen point five million. It yeah. was utterly trounced by both Ride Along, which was huge, forty one point five million, and the Nut Job, uh, animated movie, biggest opening for a non-studio, non-franchise animated movie, nineteen point four million. In fact, they've already announced a sequel is in the works for twenty sixteen. What did that. that thing cost? I want to say it cost, because it was made mostly in, like, I think, Korea, South Korea. Yeah. I, I want to say it was probably about $50 million, $60 Yeah, million.
1: That's, that's a really good opening weekend for that, because...
0: Yeah. Because I'm sure it'll that's do just well on Blu-ray.
1: If that's just domestic box office, you know, it's, yeah, it's going to do well on Blu-ray. It's, it, you know, kids' movies have a little bit longer shelf life in the actual theater, too. Like, they they can last a little longer if they have a decent opening. I mean, it's not, like, 20 million is not like, oh, my God, blowing the, the yeah. bar- <laughs> doors off the barn or something. But for something like this, it is. But what do you think this says about Jack Ryan? Why, why did this not connect? First of all, I, I really, you know, we've talked about this time and time again. I really think movies that are just a man's name it's like it's not interesting anymore, or you know, nobody cares. And yeah. and we talked, we had a whole extensive conversation about it last time. About Unless like, it's a famous person, yeah, yeah, exactly. Lincoln, yeah, yeah. yeah okay.
0: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> it's not about the guy from Walking Dead. I'm <laughs> out. <laughs>
1: He's on my money. So if anybody is on your money, then they can have a movie about them. Um, but but yeah, I mean. I don't know. I I just
0: I, I feel like there was a generational gap there. I mean, this yeah. character's heyday—he's a Reagan-era creation, whose heyday was twenty odd years ago. Um, they did—I felt like the movie did an adequate job of updating him for post-9/11 world, but the studio did not reintroduce this character yeah. to people who have no idea who he is. So many people. Uh, a younger generation didn't know who the hell Jack Ryan is. That name means nothing to them. It has no brand awareness for the younger film filmgoer.
1: I think they moved it to January and cut their losses. That's what yeah. I think hap- happened. I, th- I think they were like, we're going to do the minimum to promote this movie and if it catches on great but we're not going to spend a ton more money on marketing because we don't believe in this actual movie do you think
0: Jack Ryan would have been better served as say a TV series like Ally 24
1: probably or you know like I I mean I think they did what they could do with it at this point like I think when they you know were deep into production and got the final you know product they were like well this is what we got. Yeah.
0: Um, what do you think this says about Chris Pine? Is he a movie star or is he just a, an actor?
1: I think we talked about this before, but like I just don't think anybody's a movie star anymore. I think characters are movie stars and like if you Jack Ryan so Jack Ryan's not. He's not star. a movie star, you know, like
0: uh, Was he really ever because the first yeah, one I think was so. sold on Sean Connery who was yeah. coming off of his Oscar win and then the other two were Harrison Ford in his heyday and then
1: Ben Affleck who, you know, the movie was like not it didn't make it wasn't
0: terrible at the box office, so it wasn't like... It you know. had a lot of things going against it. Yeah. One, it was after 9-11, and two, it was uh, a lot of people who... That was right around the time that Affleck was entering the nader of his career. Yeah. You know, Daredevil was coming throwing up. Man, we some words in here we today. Need, look, we went to college. <laughs> we can say things.
1: So um, th- my other point to that is is the quality of the movie. Um, if it had been good. If it yeah, had been getting had good... Word re- you know, yeah, word of mouth. Um then I think it, it, it could have done something like Olympus Has Fallen. If it had been Olympus Has Fallen, it was called exactly. Jack Ryan, it would have had a better chance. But I still think don't call your movie a guy's name.
0: Just don't. You hear me, Michael Clayton, too? <laughs> don't do that. Um, let's talk about some other stuff that happened this week. Um, uh, Star Wars rumors. Again, all rumors. It's getting so out of hand. There's a new one every six hours. <laughs>
1: I feel maybe even... It it's, it,
0: i feel like i'm i'm like a 911 dispatcher what's your mm-hmm. rumor okay <laughs> w- if we have a unit available we'll send it by you know yeah uh so i picked out a couple that i thought were the 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 most fun to, to chat about one was a boba fett that the, we all know that there's going to be a boba fett spinoff right um the rumor is that the boba fett that we know the one uh jango's kid and that people know from previous called, incarnations. Called Django Unchained. There but we go. <laughs> his his uh. real name was Dave. Dave Fett. <laughs> He's just thought that didn't sound that scary. <laughs> um, but uh the the rumor is that, that, the real Boba, gets killed at the beginning of the movie and some other guy takes his armor. All right. You know, it could work. This is uh, according to the rumor, this is Kazdan's take. But why why get rid of the character? Is it that you you do you know the the rumor was that he just didn't like what the prequels did, so if that's the case, then you are rejecting the master, if you will. Why can't you work within that framework? Maybe the student
1: has become the master. (laughs) Ah, Padawan. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Like I I guess. you know, Boba Fett is not hallowed ground to me, especially because, like, I personally don't like what they did with him in the prequels. Yeah. So it's like, if we can get back to the the guy that I like, taking you know, that I got sent away from with my cereal box <laughs> or my <laughs> UPC codes, if we can get back to that guy. I'm totally cool with that. All uh, right. I don't know. I Boba uh, Fett. He's he just he, he doesn't have that. Well, interesting that to me of a just says then anyway. that
0: if you're bringing a new character then. You want somebody who's going to have the mask off. So maybe that's one reason why they're killing that's, him off.
1: I think that's a part of it, too. You, you know, you can't, I th- we've said this before, but you can't do a Boba Fett movie where the entire movie is him with the mask on. I mean, yeah. we said Dread came the closest in terms of like having that, but you still see his mouth. Yeah. You know, um, I thought it was really cheesy in the original Spider Man movie, even though I like that Raimi movie. Where that there was a whole sequence with Goblin and Spider-Man talking, you can see <laughs> anybody's face, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then and then also the g- the Green Goblin lean. Hey, yeah. let me tell you, <laughs> Spidey. Oh yeah. my God! I have that to make this joke cheesy. that I was holding on to from the very f- first segment of this podcast, which was. Simon Kinberg has now been—he's um, been contractually obligated to write one sentence in every Hollywood movie. From <laughs> evidently, from evidently from now yes, until uh, the end of time.
0: Uh, J.J. Abrams told the press at the TCA's that episode seven will not be in IMAX. Uh, that the script is done, and he did acknowledge that they have discussed uh, casting Jesse Plemons, aka Todd from Breaking Bad, in the movie. Um, to be fair they have
1: looked at every actor in hollywood i feel literally like, like every yeah. actor i <laughs> think
0: they've, they've actually tested or met with or or at least looked at their headshot um and then the final star wars rumor is that pixar P- pixar Pix. you know pixar, old pixar that's the what... old pixar there <laughs> yeah, uh, pixar uh pixar wants to make an animated star wars movie um all right i know uh, I gotta, I gotta call BS on that one. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't buy think it. So and, here, and here's why: because um, the uh, oops, sorry guys, one second here. We're
1: having technical difficulties with one of the mics.
0: There we go. Eeny, meeny, muddy, moe. Ah, I'm hitting everything. Okay, can you guys still hear me? Yes, we can. <laughs> All right. All right, there's some damn problem on here with the mics, but uh, never mind. This is the most exciting part of this podcast (laughs) is the technical (laughs) difficulty. Anyways, here's why I don't believe Pixar is doing an animated Star Wars movie. John Lasseter, the boss of Pixar, has always said that they do original IP, uh, that the story is everything to them. Why would they now suddenly throw out that game plan, which has worked so well for them, to make an animated Star Wars movie? What's what's I mean? I don't know. What, what's I, in I it for them? Money, I guess. But you're Pixar. You print money. That's what you do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't buy it either. It would be cool. I mean, we've said that for a long time that it would be cool if Pixar made like a Marvel movie or Pixar made a you know, Star Wars. And movie. they
0: and they came out and said that they don't want to do a Marvel movie for precisely the reasons why I just explained. Yeah. I mean they are building
1: their own characters, their own universe. They don't even
0: tell stories that have been told before,
1: by yeah. and large. You know, they, it's not like they're adapting fairy tales or anything. They're yeah. like usually telling original stories with characters that they create. So and, and, you know, I really, and everybody will say this, but I, I think movies need more of that, you know? We yeah. need new things to, you know, tell stories about. I don't think everybody wants to watch the same characters.
0: What if it was, like, Disney tunes with the Pixar style, but it's not technically that umbrella, like the studio that put out Planes?
1: Yeah, I mean, Planes was not super successful, but I could see that working. Um, the, the thing. Oh, that my
0: God, X-Wings. Yeah. <laughs> The thing I could see the Millennium Falcon. That's the only ship that could actually have its own movie, and you just follow that. Or there's a talking (laughs) Death Star. I'd like to see the people who did, um, who did uh, Frozen
1: and Wreck It Ralph, and and that take on Star Wars. I don't don't necessarily like. They've never said they have any trepidation with that, so just come back and be like, "Hey, you guys (laughs) make something (laughs) awesome." Well, um, Yoda
0: tales. Yoda tails. Yaddle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yaddle's going to get her day in the sun. Yaddle and Stitch. There we go. <laughs> oh, God. I
1: finally... I've never, ever watched Lilo and Stitch. Neither have I. And I watched it the other day, and it is horrible. I know. But it begat like, this huge franchise. It's just not good. Was well, it like, a bunch of Elvis stuff in there, right? Yeah, it's just... It's, it's like, kind of a mess. And I, I apologize to people who are nostalgic for Lilo and Stitch and, and liked it or whatever, but, like, to me, it just was, like it's just kind of messy. I like the actual I, I like the style of the animation and all that stuff. I like the I, I like the characters. I just feel like they weren't doing anything interesting. That's my review of a movie that's 20 <laughs> years old.
0: Let's uh let's jump into a couple of other little news wait, items. Wait, 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 wait. Before wait, we get off to of Star Wars, we got to mention your tweet that tweet? to
1: Conan O'Brien.
0: Oh jeez, yeah, yeah. The, so Conan O'Brien, you guys uh, if you guys follow me on Twitter, you probably saw this, but there was a um uh he did a hashtag of like terrible Star Wars spin-off ideas and mine was Saving Mr. Binks. And it was chosen as the number one worst idea for a Star Wars spinoff. Of course I meant it as a joke, but it was my yeah, my, my, my 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 superpower for bad puns finally yeah. paid off. Best, Team Coco named it number one. It's uh, awesome. We give you a little. Yeah, there we go. Keeping a real. That's that's in the, the golf clap chest
1: chest um, for me. Here's mine. If I had entered, would be happy fat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's good. I like
1: that one. I'm trying to you know, I'm trying I, I, to play in your field. Well, but. for
0: every every good pun, uh, I have 15 other bad ones that go out. Like uh I also had Kashik Blanca. <laughs> you know, which i kind of liked um then uh wow. yeah, someone said the, the couple of the other ones that made the list were pretty good the ewoking dead <laughs> <laughs> i liked that one and then uh oh, geez can resurrect know. the the one fallen ewok from the battle of endor <laughs> turns out he's got a horrible virus that's, <laughs> that's what brings them down um uh, let's uh, let's talk about a couple of other things. Transformers, Age of Extinction, the fourth movie in that franchise, is, um, is according to its producer, Lorenzo de Bonaventura, <coughs> excuse me, my voice is cracking, is not a reboot. He says that, you know, it's interesting, what do you call it? It takes place within the same universe. They acknowledge what happened in Chicago in the third movie, but now you're following a whole new set of characters. So in a way, it's really more of a, a spinoff. Yeah, it's kind of like
1: what they're doing with The Walking Dead spin-off and yeah. it's going to exist in that world. It's going to have some of the same elements like zombie elements, and this is going to have the Transformers elements. Yeah. I think that's fine and I think that's actually a really good way to do a sequel for a, yeah. lo- a for a movie, especially that people are not necessarily like I know everybody says they're not fond of it, there
0: there but has you to be still keep going <laughs> to see it. There has to be a huge huge group of people who love that movie we don't talk to. I mean, it, it's made each one of them, I think, have made like a billion dollars. I yeah. mean, there's a reason why they keep making them is for everyone who says they hate it, you still all go to see it. I wonder how much money Michael Bay has just as a result of Transformers. He's probably worth close to a billion. That's just insane. I mean, think about it. He's He's got his own production company, which it churns out a lot of Low budget, but uh, sometimes high yield. High return, you know. Uh, he's got does a sh- shitload of commercials, yeah. And so I'm sure he costs a pretty penny to shoot a Nike or a Navy ad, you know. Yeah, that's your tax dollars at work, people. Yeah, but um, and then uh, yeah, I mean, and I'm sure he wasn't cheap to get back for those two or three uh, films.
1: It's yeah, it's it's interesting. I th- I really think, you know. <laughs> i was gonna make a comment about michael bay being a sort of creative force
0: and an author <laughs> behind transformers
1: i'm gonna leave that i'm not he's gonna the say the
0: shepherd of their uh, flock i'm not gonna say it um let's talk about dark tower yeah. aaron paul breaking bad you know uh, says that <clears throat> he's had a number of conversations with ron howard about playing eddie dean in the in the film um I have not read Dark Tower, uh, but I understand that Eddie Dean is kind of a big deal. He's kind of a big deal. I am also. I'm on
1: your train. I a couple, a couple of years ago, I picked up a copy of it and started reading, it and I actually really liked it. It was another one of those cases where I just kind of put a book down know, one day and then never brought, never, never picked it up again. It's not, that's it's not why.
0: Th- that's why California, because we don't have rainy weekends. Yeah. You never finish a book because you're like, "God, yeah, it's sunny out. Let's go out. And I know, never come dude. Back to it.
1: I I've only like. The, the bathroom is my only refuge for finishing novels anymore. You so what you,
0: what you need is a terrible case of constipation. I need
1: constipation, You though. need to
0: eat as much rice, banana, <laughs> and cheese then as I'm gonna possible get... and then just sit in there yeah. and finish the damn thing. Then I'm going to get through the whole Dark Tower series. And then you'll be paralyzed because <laughs> you'll have pinched some sort of nerve in your ass. Yeah. Um, Fifty Shades of Gray. Speaking of uh, pinching, pinching ears and asses, asses. <laughs> yeah. Fifty Shades of Gray. Wow. Uh, the producer, well, actually not the producer, uh, a source for E of all of <laughs> all great reputable <laughs> journalistic outlets. <laughs> this is their Batman versus Superman. <laughs> not, to is, be honest, this is it. This is what they were. This is what they trained for, people. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Gray, they say, is going to be uh, less sex in it than the uh, uh, ass whipping book. <laughs> that's a bestseller, uh, that'll be more erotic and less explicit. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> Look, I want the NC-17 version <laughs> of this movie. I want to see, after all this hype, I want to see what's gotten people in such a tizzy. <laughs> I at least want the uncut version as an option. Yeah,
1: I, well, I just don't think they're going to shoot. I, th- I think, first of all, people are scared that, like, U.S. audiences are going to reject it um, if it goes too far. Um, because but there's the one book. thing well, it's this is a very this is a very prudish and also very hypocritical society that we live in, right. And I don't think that people are as comfortable watching sex as they are thinking about it in their heads.
0: Well, uh, we may- as a species would not may- exist. maybe nymphomaniac will change all <laughs> of that. Large von Trier's 50 shades of gray.
1: Well, *Nymphomaniac* has been getting mixed reviews out of uh, Sundance. I have seen a lot of people are saying like, "Blows."
0: (laughs) uh, Oh
1: no, no! I mean, some people are saying that you know it's awesome and brilliant. Kind of lamp hangs there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, doesn't rise to the occasion.
1: Oh snap! But um, but you know, uh, and I think the criticisms that I've seen are like, "Oh, it's cold. The sex is cold, and all this stuff." And I'm kind of like. It's it's I think it's like um, shame in a way in that like it's about sex addiction. So it's not like the sex is should be portrayed as like particularly
0: meaningful, you know,
1: like yeah. because it's just it's any I think, addiction.
0: W- was he for a guy who's such a firebrand? Was von Trier maybe afraid of it being labeled a porn film? Was he just like flirting with that? But like ultimately, you so, like. Dude.
1: No, I don't think so. I don't think he cares at all. I think he, yeah. you know, you don't put like
0: penetration in your movie if you care about that. So. That's true. If you guys haven't seen that red band trailer, oh boy, wow, we I mean, they show things.
1: Kid. I want to see that movie though. I'm like very curious about it because I feel like it is. I really loved Melancholia, and I, I haven't seen Antichrist, but I like.
0: Apparently I like that's his got its qu- quite a fair share of its own. Yeah, that's
1: true. Boning. So, and I really like. I really like him, but. Uh, you know, him as an artist, I should say. Um, but this it's really intriguing. And I actually think the marketing campaign for that movie has been brilliant thus far. No, oh, yeah. It's been yeah. A really, really, really good. Very sort of like on point with what I think the movie is going to actually be.
0: Well, this actually gives me a, a natural segue to talk about one of the actors in there, Shia LaBeouf. Who, you know, he said he retired, yada, yada. Now he comes out and says that, hey, it was all just performance art. Didn't I say that? I got a couple of friends backing me up. Uh, One, I think it's, even if it was, it's bad performance art, and I still reject you.
1: Well, I think it's similar to um, uh, Joaquin Joaquin
0: Phoenix, you know. It's like,
1: I'm still here, whatever. Like, that wasn't. Good performance art it was interesting i guess on some level why does
0: every guy have to pretend like they're andy kaufman i think it's i think
1: what it is is that these guys you know are get uncomfortable with their fame and they yeah. feel like they have to
0: deconstruct it in some way and they have
1: to make it about something that it isn't but you want
0: to see a deconstruction of fame watch um, um jack leeson who plays joffrey in game of thrones recently appeared at a very prestigious uh british uh university and gave an amazingly eloquent speech that he wrote himself all about fame and its destructiveness. And just, it's a really amazing speech. Uh, it's, it's kind of been making the rounds online and not to throw every young American actor under the bus, but there's no way any of them could have so eloquently phrased this, this conversation as Jack Gleason does. Well, he said he's out after Game of Thrones. He said,
1: "I don't, I don't think I like this lifestyle, and I'm going to abandon it when Game of Thrones
0: is done." And I think you know he make a great professor on, after you watch it. He's incredibly intelligent and well spoken. And
1: I think, I think you know, ultimately people become kind of a slave to. The characters that they portray you know and you, you saw that with leonard nimoy he fought back against spock for a, a spell you know he did the whole i am not spock thing and then later on realized okay well no this is actually why my portrayal of this character is like why people love me i think with a negative character like joffrey though it's really hard to separate the yeah, person I from mean, the he'll character he'll always
0: be he he would need at least a generation to go by I for felt him that to, like, way, you know. Come back and be like a character actor. It,
1: yeah, totally. Like he could, he could give it like twenty years and then come back. I felt that way about Saoirse Ronan actually. After watching *Atonement*, I hated her character so much in *Atonement* that I was like, I, it took meeting her in person, you know, like yeah. being on a panel with her and seeing like she's oh she's really sweet and you know like really you know a cool person, but like. It took that to make me <laughs> be like, "Oh, okay." Because otherwise, I think if I'd watch any subsequent movies with her in it, I would be like, "Oh God, I
0: can't." She's the atonement. Let's. Uh, I'm just gonna write off a couple of news items. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen is reportedly in talks to play the villain, uh, possibly called Time, hmm. in the Alice in Wonderland sequel, Through the Looking Glass. Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, that would reunite him with Johnny Depp in, from. Sweeney Todd. Mm. Uh, Assassin's Creed, rumor has it that Daniel Espinoza, the director of Safe House, might be directing it, but I've had a few other people reach out to me and say that it looks doubtful. Hmm. Um, And then uh, Stretch, Joe Carnahan's upcoming movie that had Patrick Wilson, Chris Pine, Jessica Alba, Ed Helms. Universal has dropped it. Two months two months from its release. It was supposed to come out March 1st. Uh, Carnahan says on Twitter that, uh, don't worry, it'll still come out this year, but you know, it's a low budget film, but, uh, and it's from Jason Blum who, you know, Blumhouse did Paranormal and all these yeah. movies and, and Universal was like, we'd spend too much money for too little return. So they dropped it. Huh. So it's
1: probably going to get scooped up by, you know, somebody else. And it'll probably be like an IFC or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Um. See it going to like Magnet or something if it's. Well, yeah. maybe not, actually. I feel like the content maybe probably is Maybe Sony Pictures there. Classics yeah. or something.
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, X-Files 3. Now, uh, Gillian Anderson was at the TCA's, and um, she said that if, you know, everyone wants to do it, but if they were to do it, the earliest, because of everyone's schedules, would probably be 2016, and that they'd have to address um, the alien invasion stuff because it's probably too late for it to actually be in the movie. Hmm. You know? I kind of agree with that. You know, because it was supposed to happen at the end of 2012, and clearly that didn't happen. Um, and now, the one last big news item I want to talk about is Quentin Tarantino with yeah. the kibosh this week on what was supposed to be his next project, The Hateful Eight, a Western. Uh, he was uh, writing roles for Bruce Dern and Christoph Waltz, Tim Roth, Michael Madsen, Samuel L. Jackson. He sent it to the agents of... Three actors, Roth, Dern, and Madsen, and one of those agents, and to his producer, Reggie Hudlin, and somebody leaked it. One of the agents leaked it. Now, scripts leak all the time, but this was a first draft, and he had just sent it. Like It was like that day or the next day suddenly everybody in town had it all these agents were calling up saying oh i want my guy to get in there i want my guy to in there. and he's he was so he felt so betrayed and ripshed over the fact that this thing just leaked and now he's usually cool with posting his scripts online before the movie comes out you know in a cool has written up reviews and stuff on those scripts but he's like i just finished this i just turned it in yeah so now he uh so he put the the kibosh on it and he's probably gonna have it published as a book he might return to it as a movie down the line but at at this point he's really peeved um Um, one of the outlets that that looked at it said that it was uh that actually read the script said that it's actually more like a play with uh only two settings a stagecoach and a haberdashery and that (laughs) it was not his best work oh really
1: so. Well, also, I, you know, the thing is, Tarantino's first draft of things is not, he admittedly, is yeah. not his best work. He but says, why that.
0: even, even though you're Tarantino, why even send it out to agents until it's ready to be seen? Isn't that writer's rule number one is don't pass it around? I mean, is he really going to have a problem making money? I mean, some people were saying that uh, part of the issue is that Weinstein recently came out and said that they want to do less violent movies. Mm. And they back, like, all his films, so...
1: Yeah, I don't... I mean, it's cool to come out and say we're going to do less violent movies, but I feel like they've already started to make a move away from violent movies, and, like, having one in there every once in a while isn't, like, a huge deal, you know? Like, I don't think it, like, necessarily perpetuates the culture of violence in this country um, or the world, you know? I think I think yeah. they're way more... Like, <coughs> that's a way more complex issue than that, so... Um, It's it's weird. How do you feel about them saying that? Do you think it's just like putting their head in the sand? I think they're
0: saying that now because they're doing a movie on the NRA, and I think after the NRA movie comes out, then you'll see Tarantino's movie comes out. Uh, I think I think they're just saying what they want to say right now to like uh, as a defense mechanism against what will surely be a hugely controversial movie when it comes out.
1: Well, the Weinstein's are are you know sort of very very. Good at manipulating media and manipulating really anybody to sort yeah. of get what they want. You know, they've they've pushed through, um, you know, Oscars. They've they've definitely like played the media for controversy to to you know get higher returns on box office and masterfully so. Like I I, I it's you know I think some people. I, mean, I can think take a lot lessons. of people knew
0: about the Butler precisely because of the big fight that was going on over the title. yeah um, we do have one reader email I want to jump to, uh, and it goes back to Batman versus Superman and Marvel, so I'm sorry I didn't bring it up then. But um, uh, we've got a letter from uh, Devin uh, who asks, what are the odds that Marvel chooses a lower budget film to sacrifice to go against Batman versus Superman? Would Marvel make a Doctor Strange or Black Panther with a budget huh. of fifty million See? and make an amazingly compelling lower budget film to eat into Batman versus Superman's profits? If they do this, it shows that they will not be intimidated and that not every one of their movies needs to break a billion. I think we're taking this way more seriously
1: than than Marvel is taking this. I think yeah. I think people like double up on dates all the time and somebody has to move and it's just kind of a it's kinda of like doing business i i I do not think it benefits either studio to bring out both movies any two movies based on superheroes at the same time so i think i think marvel's going to move and um i do think i I would love to see a lower budget well i mean if we can have a higher budget movie fine but like i don't i don't mind them doing experiments with stuff that's lower budget like i wouldn't mind seeing a lower budget black panther movie although i think if you're going to get into wakanda
0: and everything that that you know, for a minute there, I thought you said if you're gonna get into Anaconda, I'm like, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> well,
1: I, I'm, <laughs> I love me some Anaconda, but it makes no sense in that realm. Um, but Black Panther, man, um, I would love to see it. I, I, I do I think that don't that movie could be do Dr. either.
0: Strange. I don't think you could do either of those characters for fifty million.
1: No, I think Black Panther you could not just because like there's going to be a lot of. I think it's going to be a sprawling sort of like politically
0: epic. Well, don't you want to uh, you know shoot in africa and yeah. get some like cool vistas and like don't yeah. you want to have like have that to. um uh, here's another reader email and i thought uh, this is a particularly interesting one from steve and he's asking about frozen the bad guys in frozen and he says um taking my daughter to see it twice and one thing that always made me curious about frozen is that nobody ever seems to get the bad guy right when they're, they're it's not hans or Elsa, or the Snow Monster. It's clearly the parents. Hmm. Elsa was shown from the start to have complete mastery of her powers, so the incident that injured Anna was clearly an accident. Yet, what was the King and Queen's decisions afterwards? Uh, basically, they they um, uh, Sequestered wipe the, <laughs> the yeah, wipe the memory of the youngest sister. Uh, no explanation for imprisonment. They basically locked them up. Elsa's got PTSD from it. Um, You know, that clearly this was, uh, you know. She's also going to have some serious daddy issues. She's going to end up in a Like This is a film of discovery and sisterhood. It's a film. uh, This isn't a film of discovery and sisterhood. It's a film about uh, imprisonment by cruel parents. Well, I mean, I
1: I kind of agree that they're bad parents, but I don't think they're I think they were doing the thing that they thought was, you know, yeah. best for their daughter. Um daughter's. But um I I kind of agree with you. I think and I think that's the one place where Frozen struggles wh- is that there is no like really defined villain like, you know, they're Kind of uh, kind of pitting the sisters as one good and one. And then you not have that good. like
0: the little uh weasley programmeister yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, dude or yeah, whatever.
1: That snivelly guy. But, but you know, he's not a threat to anybody at all, really. Yeah. You know? So like and the, he's the not the reindeer
0: a could have taken him up, you know? <laughs> Exactly. Um uh, this is uh but he he goes on to say actually here's another thing. Um, you know, in this early sequence where where the sister accidentally when Elsa accidentally uh zaps Anna, he said that she she um Uh, It was an accident. She had control over her powers, so she never lost control. She lost confidence. And the city was surrounded by empty mountains, so her parents could have easily taken her out to regain that confidence and have her, quote, let it go sequence when she was 10 rather than imprison her both physically in her room (laughs) and mentally with that disgusting, mind-warping edict, conceal, don't feel. I think he makes a very compelling argument about the 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 true monsters (laughs) well i do i think so too and i think
1: there are a lot of parents
0: in the world who do that to their children they're like you know they don't There are always those guys in like austria who who've been like uh, having kids with their own kids for like 10 years
1: (laughs) but i I wasn't uh, even and like a plumber that
0: shows up to fix something accidentally finds them and frees them and and now it's all over the world media yeah, yeah. Or it's, maybe it's not even that bad. Nah, <laughs> you no, know? you know, I don't think it's. That, I don't think
1: it's at that level. I think those. I think one of the worst things that those parents do is go wipe her memory. Like, how horrible is that? <laughs> I know. It's like uh,
0: it was an accident. You know how many times little kids have like accidentally hurt their sibling? Like, how many other siblings have scars because their sibling pushed them into the the coffee table? Or you fell down to the playground because yeah. you got tackled? You know? I broke
1: my brother's arm when I was uh, when I was. How much uh, money did he owe you? Oh man.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I was shaking him down. No, we were like sort of wrestling out in the yard and I I, I like got up really quickly and he kinda of flew off of me, landed on his wrist and he broke it in like two places. Oh and, God, how and old it, was he? He was like six or something like that. And that's brutal. And um and his his arm was like at two right angles and oh. I, I remember i like took him up to my pa- my mom and i was like i think this doesn't look right <laughs> i was like i think his arm is broken <laughs> and, and she's like you think it <laughs> um but yeah i mean it was horrible it was it was horrible but that happens between siblings you know like that yeah. happens like i i felt horrible about it he felt even worse probably because it was happening because he was in agony <laughs> I'm but, pretty but, sure he but you hurt. know i i've gotten i've gotten hurt by my friends you know i like i had a friend actually hit me in the face with a baseball bat once like on the backswing you know like that hurts a lot
0: you i know? can imagine that all, kinds, all really kinds of
1: stuff it's oh yeah
0: it happens all right well we're gonna start winding it down here let's talk about what's opening up this weekend uh the only major new release is i frankenstein uh it's Aaron Eckhart and Yvonne Strahovski. Um, it's opening up on over 2,700 screens, but I don't see it being able to put a dent into Ride Along. I think Ride Along is going to be number one. Again, I think it's going to be uh, uh, have a pretty healthy second weekend hold, even though I don't know anybody who actually likes it. but. There we go, right back to the Transformers thing again.
1: Well, I mean, it, it just could be, like, your circle of friends, you know? Like, it's, yeah. like, everybody that we know kind of likes geeky movies, and, you know, like, it's a broader comedy. It's not it's not my cup of tea, but that's
0: cool. What do you think about I, Frankenstein, from what you've seen of it? we Neither you nor I have, have seen the movie. Max Nicholson reviewed it for us, and he's under a strange embargo on it, but he... Uh, he thought it was okay. I can say that much. He didn't think it was as awful as he was expecting.
1: I think from seeing it, it just looks very like Legion, Underworld, or yeah. Legion, or something like that. Or I, I think it looks better than yeah, Legion. Don't you but walk l- out, like out of there, Like,
0: where is Paul Bettany?
1: Shouldn't <laughs> he be in this? <laughs> I feel bad for Paul Bettany. You kind of made it. Like, I don't. A string he drags Jennifer
0: Connelly. He puts babies in that. <laughs> he did kind <laughs> of a string of those, right? Like, yeah,
1: Legion, and then he did the priest pretty set anime adaptation
0: yeah that was pretty bad I feel. Uh, although he was not the worst thing in it like paul bettany is all awful i mean all, um is is often the best thing in a bad movie but he uh, like he raised the profile of like master and commander
1: i love that movie oh but yeah like
0: he made that movie like special he, he i mean i love uh russell crowe but i thought him and Crowe that you know I'm uh, not the only person who ever said this but it was like the best Star Trek movie until the reboot you know it <laughs> yeah, really totally. is I mean it's totally it's just Star Trek in the high seas yeah um, it was great I love that movie if you guys um,
1: haven't seen that you should watch it I know like I, I it's actually beautiful avoided looking.
0: it it's it's really great I avoided it when it came out
1: because it seemed real stodgy from the advertising oh and, no no it's,
0: and it was it's an great. adventure film yeah. it's just great um, so I think uh, I Frankenstein I, I don't know. It's either going to do like anywhere from 6 million to like 15. Like it'll either be dead on arrival or it's going to be a surprise. I think it's actually going to be a surprise. So, what did Ride Along do last week? 40? It did 41. I think Ride Along, I'm going to say Ride Along number one with 21. And then I'm going to say I Frankenstein with, I'm going to say 13.
1: I think it's gonna be a close race, actually. I think uh, okay. I think uh, Ride Along is gonna get uh, twenty-two, and I think Frankenstein is uh, Frankenstein's gonna do twenty, and okay. then uh, maybe
0: we got some nut jobs still hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Opening up on on uh, uh, I believe on demand and in very limited release, or maybe it's just even. Yeah, no, it's. I think it's limited release this week. Knights of Badastum. Yeah, well, yeah, um, we're
1: definitely, um, definitely interested in seeing how that one turned out. There's been a
0: lot of turmoil with that movie. Yeah, and, and it's uh, a huge fan friendly uh, cast though with yeah. Peter Dinklage and, and Summer Glau and Ryan, Ryan Quanton yeah. and then um, oh geez uh, 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 Steve Zahn and Brian Posehn is in it. Who else am I leaving out? There's some really big notable genre face. Yeah. I'd yeah yeah but anyway it's whomever you are i'm sorry
1: it's a it's and it's about larping you know live action role playing so in in the vein of um role models but uh but i think even more dark and sort of gritty than
0: that so do you think jack ryan drops to like bottom of the top 10 and is basically two weeks and done
1: yeah i think jack ryan's of of yeah it's forgot gone and forgotten Oh, Chris Pine. You know what's funny is Lovely like actor, but, yeah. I, I really thought that that movie was um, it felt very similar to that Bourne movie that they tried to do with Renner. You know, yeah. where I was like, I just don't feel like you're capturing the same thing here. Yeah.
0: You know, it just felt like a little cardboardish. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for this week's podcast. Give us a shout out over on iTunes. Send us your reader email at keeping it real at IGN As always, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.